there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Here at Kingdom Sexuality, we know that a person can only disciple as far as they've experienced, which means that we're so excited to do interview because it's a great way to broaden our spectrum of topics that we can bring to you guys, because there's a lot that Paris and I haven't experienced, um, but many of you might have experienced or are experiencing now or experienced in the past. So let's get into it. Today, I have a guest who is a good friend and my sister-in-law, Melinda. So um, I know Melinda really well since we're family and and co-bloggers together, but our listeners might not actually know who you are, Melinda. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hello. Um, Yeah, my name is Melinda. I've been married to my husband, Rod. We've been married for 12 years. Um, We have a seven-month-old baby. His name is Ariah Jacob, and we live in Connecticut, where my husband is finishing his final year of medical residency training. Uh, Right now, I'm pretty much just staying busy with our baby, and uh, um, I work on our blog that Alana and I uh, co-blog together called Linens and Vines, and that's pretty much it. That's what I'm up to. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay, so so I guess the, I should probably preface why we're even talking about this. So I wanted to bring in a different sort of perspective around um, sexuality and intimacy around um, struggling to get pregnant and what, how that can impact your marriage or your intimacy, um, infertility, things like that. So Melinda, can you tell us, um, how long did you and Rod start trying before you got pregnant with Araya? Um, Rod and I, so we got married back in 2008 and Rod pretty much started working towards his medical dreams almost right away. So we waited a couple of years. We waited about, I think it was like three years um, before we started trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that was about eight years before we actually got pregnant now with Araya. So okay. I guess in answer to your question, it was it was about an eight-year um, journey from start of trying to conceive until we actually got pregnant. Okay. So- and yeah, so that's eight years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So within those eight years, was there anything you guys were doing to try to get pregnant or anything like that? Uh, We did not. So because Rod was just getting into his, um, he was applying for medical school at the time when we discovered that we had infertility and he got accepted into the school that he that he ended up going to, and it was going to be abroad. We went, we moved to England for a year and then to Grenada for a year. So basically um, we, we found out we were infertile and we moved out of Canada and we had to pretty much just shelf any dreams of starting our family at that point um, because of school and living out of the country and traveling and moving and all these different things that came up over the years. And so we kind of just had to grapple with that and like come to terms with the fact that um, even though we wanted to start our family at that point and everybody else around us was starting their families, uh, we weren't going to be having children for, we didn't know how many years, we, we weren't sure. 
how long it would take or at what point we would be able to, but that was kind of where we were at. We just had to accept that we weren't going to be parents. Oh, that must have been so hard. I can't imagine. Like when everyone else around you, like that must have been really tough. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's like watching. I mean, we were pursuing a different dream, which Mm -hmm. was Rod's uh, medical career. And that was exciting and and awesome. You know, after one, they'd have two and then they'd have three and it it, it is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So did you find that your and Rod's connection was impacted during these, like this time, like during these years? So right from the beginning of our infertility journey, we were very conscious of the fact that infertility can cause uh, problems in people's marriages. It's a very stressful thing and it can, I just think it can really impact, you know, your marital relationship, your sexual relationship. Um, And one thing that we did right from the start was we just really tried to put our, put both of us in it together, even though our fertility wasn't, um, like it wasn't a dual infertility. It was one of us was the one with the problem. We still always talked about it as our infertility. Um, and I think that just really helped us not to make it so that there was no like blame and there was no resentment. Um, so that was one thing that we really focused on was that we were in it together and it wasn't one of us. Um, so the other thing that we did um, to try to prevent it from impacting our, our relationship too much mm-hmm. is we, after a year, so we had tried for a year um, and we obviously weren't pregnant yet. So we went to the doctor and we found out we were, we had problems and we chose to stop um, doing any like ovulation testing or any tracking or any pregnancy tests, stuff like that, because especially like it was because of the school part, like we had moved and we were going to school and we knew that we wouldn't be able to pursue fertility treatments. Right. So um, for us, it was just healthy in our relationship and especially for myself to not be constantly in that headspace of testing, 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 and like always waiting and, and hoping and just, yeah. So that was one thing that we did that was really helpful for us um, because it helped us preserve. I think it helped us preserve our sexual relationship as that and not just as a means to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, if I'm being completely honest and I don't think, I really don't think anybody going through infertility could say that their relationship wasn't impacted. Mm-hmm. So there were things that we did to try to help. Um, but at the end of the day, there was definitely an impact. There was times where connection was low and we, we struggled. Um, but then there would be other times where things were going really well. So, um, I think it's just, it's a journey. It's things aren't just like in, in regular relationships where infertility might not be an issue. There's always ebbs and flows, but those are some of the things that we, um, kind of helped us, I think, to to keep our relationship healthy. Nice. No, that's really good. Sounds like you're really mindful of it too, which is, I think, something um, that could easily be overlooked. It's kind of, you're just, mm-hmm. you can get so in the zone of it. I'm sure that looking back, you'd be like, oh crap, we should have just tried to, you know, keep that connection. So no, I think that's mm-hmm. really great. 
So uh, another question for you. Um, were there things that you guys put in place to help keep like the heat in the sheets when maybe it wasn't natural <laughs> response to the whole situation for you guys? Um, it probably sounds cliche, but honestly, communication is probably just always like the banner for everything. <laughs> it's like you have to talk to each other. You have to be open with each other, especially for me. Um, despite the things that we put in place, despite the fact that we were aware of the fact that infertility could impact our relationship, it would, it was hard for me often. Um, because I think it's as the woman, like month after month, you're expecting, you know, oh, maybe this symptom, maybe this is pregnancy, maybe, you know, and you're like, you're constantly monitoring your own body, even when you're not physically doing like ovulation testing or pregnancy testing or anything like that, you're still conscious about your body and, and hoping. And, and so for me, um, the connection between getting pregnant and sex was like very strong. Yeah. And so it, it definitely impacted, um, how I, I guess my, my drive to have connection with Rod. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it was definitely just making sure that he was aware how I was feeling, my thoughts on stuff, um, being able to discuss, you know, the maybe ways that we could connect that didn't necessarily involve sex, which inevitably sometimes leads to sex, which is great. Um, But yeah, I think being very open and honest and talking about it. And because if I had kept those things to myself, if I just had forced, you know, those, some of those times where you just really don't feel like having sex. And if you just ignore it and you just force yourself, but you don't talk to your spouse, it can, it can damage your relationship. Whereas if you, if you discuss it and you both understand where you are, um, I found that can really help, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think the biggest thing being intentional as well, um, which probably is also like an offshoot of communication, like being intentional about right. it, like spontaneity is awesome sometimes and can be really fun, but spontaneity at 1030 in the evening versus, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little bit earlier can make the difference. So sometimes it's just a, a good idea to maybe like let on even if it's not explicit like let on to each other what you're maybe expecting mm-hmm. um so that was that was something that we did awesome so what advice would you have for couples who are in the middle of a similar journey of infertility and trying to get pregnant right now um again i'll just reiterate talk about it make sure that you're both um very open with your thoughts, your feelings, emotions, concerns surrounding um, infertility, surrounding uh, intimacy, um, and also trying to keep your sexual relationship as a sexual relationship and not turning it into the only, like, only turning it into the thing that's going to get you pregnant. Yes. Um, Because even though that is the end product and that's what you're hoping for your sexual relationship probably won't survive Mm -hmm. if it becomes solely about becoming pregnant because the truth of the matter is it took us eight years towards the end of that eight years we didn't know that it would ever happen for us Mm -hmm. 
So if we have allowed our sexual relationship to come to a point where it's only about getting pregnant, I don't think it would have survived. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a really big thing is just to really focus on keeping it um, about your, about the, the two of you, focusing on the two of you and not just focusing on pregnancy. Hmm, yeah, that's really good advice. Thanks so much, Melinda, for sharing all that. It was really, yeah, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. Your openness with the questions and stuff is really nice. And I know as someone who hasn't been through the same journey as you, um, it just, it's kind of, it's helpful for, helpful for me to just remember that like, we don't know what everyone's going through and, yeah. you know, you can just kind of assume what people's journey is like, or, you know, you see it through Instagram or whatever. And you just assume, yeah. Oh, you know, these people are great. They're enjoying their life. They're living, you know, you know, maybe they don't want to have kids or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when really there's probably so much more going on. You don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good reminder for me. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm if people here. wanted to, yeah, if people mm-hmm. wanted to follow along with your little life, your family, now that you've got Araya, where would they go to do that? So I have an Instagram account um, called Melinda Sarah 89. Uh, that's where I post most of the time. I do have multiple Instagram accounts. I have another one uh, for our blog where I do um, stories and posts as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so those are the main, the main two places. Yeah. So if people wanted to like reach out and if they had any questions or more specific things around this kind of topic, is that something you'd be comfortable answering? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just um, DM me on Instagram. I'm always happy to connect. Awesome. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. I know. I think for me, like it's something... Um, I don't know, you forget that it's actually a really high percentage of people who do struggle with this. So, oh yeah. In, I think in Canada, I think it's one in six couples struggle with infertility of some kind. Yeah. So you basically know more than one couple for sure that is struggling with it. And so, yeah. And you don't always know who they are. We, there was quite a few years where people assumed that we wouldn't be trying because of where we were at in life otherwise, Mm -hmm. with school and stuff, Um, which is fine for like a year or two. But once you're like really struggling with it, it kind of, you kind of just have to come out and talk about it because it's hard if people assume that you don't want it when it's something that you really want. Oh yeah. If the people are like, people come up to you and they're like, oh, so like, when are you guys going to start trying or like, yeah. Oh, don't you guys want to start a family? You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. 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 It's definitely. And the thing is, I definitely like, it was hard getting those comments and questions, but at the same time, I, I knew that prior to me having infertility, I had asked people those kinds of questions. Right. Because when you're not living it, personally, you don't necessarily think of these kinds of things, like how it could affect someone else. Um, So I really tried to give people grace about that kind of stuff, but it definitely, it is hard. It's still, it's like a reminder and you verbally have to then say something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really great. I'm really glad that this is something we can bring to light and just even talk about um, because so many people can be struggling with this and might be, um, 
to even just share the stuff about how this can impact your sex life and things you can be doing. So I think it's really good. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.